You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about liminal space. nowhere that song is by Dawes and I'll talk to you a little bit more about it at the end of the show but we're going to talk about that this week and and about being on time even when it doesn't feel like it especially as it relates to liminal space and let me tell you what I mean by that the definition of liminal space is it's it's relating to a transitional or initial stage of a process it's the waiting space that space where nothing is happening but we feel like something should be happening and so we start to get anxious and we force things that maybe aren't quite ready and we have this overall sense of a lot sense of um, losing control and when really our, our only job during this time is to stay in that liminal space and wait but there's a lot of fear that comes with that and so we think we need to act and so we're going to dig into that more today but I want to tell you about, I got the idea for today's show from an Instagram page I follow called Syria, Syrian Empress Tarot, and I'll link to her page in the show notes. But she had a post a few weeks back giving another definition of liminal space, and this is what it said. Liminal spaces are those where we are socially conditioned to wait, en route to something else. Think of airport terminals, waiting rooms, bus stops, etc. In those places, we do not question the wait. It's understood that it's merely a temporary holding area until we move forward to our destination. So we're all used to those spaces waiting, right? In in waiting rooms or, you know, waiting for a doctor appointment or for a plane or whatever. But what we're going to focus on today is waiting in those other areas of life where maybe we're not as socially conditioned to wait, right? Things like a relationship or the next job or the next whatever it is that, that we want to draw into our life. And we're going to dig into that a little further today because really this is something I've been struggling with in my own life lately. And... And just being in this waiting space and feeling like something is wrong with me because I'm here. Like I'm getting left behind and I should be somewhere different. And I think, I know for at least for myself, feeling in this waiting space, it, it, it a lot of times it feels wrong or bad or like I did something wrong and that's why I'm, quote, stuck here. But I'm finding, and I think you will too as we talk through this, that that, that just isn't true. That we can learn not to question the wait and truly believe that we are right where we need to be and everything is right on time. And as always this week, take what resonates with you from the show and leave the rest. So I read a lot of things every week that come through in my email and in any number of books I'm reading for the week or, or things I see on social media. And a lot of times I see themes come up in what I'm reading. And, and that's what helps me to put the show together each week. And, and these themes are things that I recognize because it's usually something I've been struggling with in my own life and something that I need to talk through. And that's why I love doing this podcast every week because it helps me piece together and tell you that story of what I'm going through and what I've learned and how I've helped move past that or heal whatever it is that's going on, on in my life. And my hope is that as you listen to this show every week, that it helps you too. Lately, I've been, fo- I've been feeling this intense, just this intense need to keep to myself. Like, like I don't have the energy for anyone else. I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with moving to working from home hundred percent now where I'm not really around people as much. Um, so I don't have that, you know, I don't have to exert that energy like I used to, or if it's, who knows, Mercury retrograde, the full moon, or who knows what the fuck it is really. And I really don't care, but I've been paying attention to that and actually putting myself first for once and, and listening to my needs. And it's been actually glorious. Glorious would be, that's not a word I use very often, but that would be the word that I would use to describe this right now. 
I feel like I've, I've slowed down enough to hear myself think, which I didn't know I really needed until I slowed down enough to hear myself think. <laughs> um, so I ran across this article this week where this, the author, her name is Karen, Carolyn Elliott. She was talking about opening up to a future unconditioned by the past or what she was calling in the article, the absolute future. And the point of the article was that, that we treat the future with so much uncertainty and often we're afraid of it because we don't know what's to come, right? Most of us are brought up or, or we're conditioned to fear what we don't know. And if we do start to think of this future place, we generally think of it in terms of what we already know, right? Like what we can experience or what's in our reality today. It's like we can't even imagine something better for ourselves than what we already have. And, and that's fine if you're if you like where you've been and you're okay with that. But if you don't, what that often means for you is that you're going to get something similar to what you've already experienced because you can't imagine you can't imagine anything bigger or better for yourself. And in the article, she goes on to talk about beginning to open up to this notion of the absolute future, this, this new place that is unconditioned by past events. It's like a fresh start, like where the, where the future is wide open and your future isn't dependent on what you've experienced in the past. And she's, uh, she starts to talk about, she talks about considering your relationship to the unknown, right? As, as we think about the future and, and the unknown that comes with it. She asks the question, what is your default setting for dealing with uncertainty? How do you handle uncertainty about what tomorrow will bring, right? Like, how do you handle those, uh, the unknown? And, you know, as I was thinking through this and I was writing my notes for, t for the show, I thought, you know, even a better question might be to ask, why do we even question the future, right? I mean, why do we even question it? Why don't we just assume it's going to be good for ourselves? But I think that opens us up to a whole other topic that I can fill a whole show for, so I'm not going to go down that path today. But really the root of the question was, how do you handle that liminal space, that space when you're waiting, when you're not conditioned to wait, in between movement and feeling like nothing is happening? Like, what are your thoughts during this time, and what do you imagine for yourself? And, and do you question the wait, right? Do you question it? I think for most of us, most definitely including myself, that, that we do question that weight. And there's a lot of reasons why we might do this, right? But for me, I've noticed it's often because I let fear rule. I go back to those old scenarios that I went through previously in my life and I replay them. And I figure since that's what I know, that that's probably what's going to happen in the future. And that is the opposite of opening up to an absolute future, right? It's the opposite of opening up to a fresh start and letting all the new come in. But we, a lot of times we, we interpret those unknowns and uncertainties as bad or wrong or not good enough or that we were, you know, we were a failure because we don't have it all mapped out and we don't have the answers. And maybe we feel like we should have a better job by now or we should, have, we should be married or in the perfect relationship or achieved our weight loss goals or whatever it is. And then, then we, we start to compare ourselves to others. We rank ourselves. We belittle ourselves. We talk down to ourselves and, and otherwise make our own selves feel like shit because we, not, we have not, quote, arrived in this place that we think we should be. And we're really in a liminal space and it's uncomfortable. And so therefore, if it's uncomfortable, that means it must be bad and wrong, right? I mean, no, that's actually not true. That's actually the opposite of, of what's going on. And so I was thinking about this as it relates to liminal space, right? This idea of the absolute future, this, this unknown future, but opening up to something totally brand new and how that relates to liminal space. And I think often when we are in a place, we are unconditioned to wait, right? We're not used to waiting, meaning, meaning we, we, we aren't used to it. We don't like waiting on things like, you know, like we've talked about 
at the beginning of the show, like the next relationship, the next job or, or the next whatever, we tend to fear, fear that future. And, and then we tend to settle for less because we just want to arrive at the thing. We're like grasping for anything, right? Like we just want the fucking wait to be over. So we grab onto whatever comes along, even if it's not right. And we know it's not right. But because of something, something, anything that we have is better than this place of unknown, right? I mean, we've been there, right? I've been there. I've done it. I know. I know the end result of that, right? I know the pain and the heartache that that cause that causes. But what I'm asking you this week is, is really to start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? Getting comfortable with the unknown. And that phrase, get, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, that's something one of my old managers said at my first consulting job. And it's really served me well over the years, not only in work, but just in life in general. Because if we can get comfortable with being you know, uncomfortable being in that unknown, I think it takes a lot of the pressure off of us to have to have all the answers or have it all figured out or feel like we do. If we can get comfortable with with not knowing our future and instead of fearing it, we actually turn it around, turn that fear around and get excited about it, right? Like it takes the same amount of energy to fear as it would be to be excited about something. So why not just flip the script on that and make it about what we do want instead of what we don't want? And what I've realized in my own life and what's been going on with me is sometimes there just isn't anything wrong. Sometimes there is no solution in the present moment but to wait. That's Sometimes that's just the solution. To be in that liminal space where, where no action is required or necessary. And sometimes just because you have not arrived at that place you think you need to be doesn't mean that you were wrong. It doesn't mean you chose the wrong person or the wrong path or that you're a failure. Sometimes it just simply means you needed to go through all of those things to get where you want to go and you're right on time. You're right on time. It has unfolded exactly as it needed to. And had you not had those experiences, as maddening as they can be when you look back, and trust me, if anyone knows about this, it's me. But you, you and me, we would not have been able to grow and heal those parts of us that needed to be healed for us to move on to the next phase. And sometimes that liminal space, that waiting space is just required. The waiting is necessary because it gives you a break. It gives you a break from, from all that you've accomplished. It gives you time to settle down a little bit and focus on your own self until you're ready, until it's time to move on what's, to what's next. Sometimes that's just all it is. And I think this, this can be confusing and hard to work through sometimes because we have all these outside influences affecting us, right? Like, I mean, of course we have the media telling us what we should or shouldn't be doing. And we look on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and everybody's telling you, you should do this or you should do that. And and those are the obvious things, but I want to touch on an overlooked area in your life that, um, may also be affecting you in this area. Um, and it's those people that are, that are well-meaning in your, your life, right? The people who love you and care about you and they really, they think they're helping you, but in reality, the things they say to you are not helpful. They mean well, but what they are doing is projecting their own ideas, their own insecurities or in beliefs and so on onto your situation. And I think when we talk amongst our friends, it's really, really easy to go into problem solving mode because we want to help those that we care for in our lives, right? Like we want to help them figure it out, but sometimes it's not someone else's place to help us figure it out. Sometimes it's just our own place. It's just for us to figure out. And I used to say this to one of my friends when she would call me and she was going through a lot of stuff at the time. Her daughter had uh, cancer and she was going through job, tra- just a lot of things for one person. And so I used to ask her this because I knew she was under a lot of stress and she just many times just couldn't rehash the same story. But so I'd ask her, so do you want me to solution with you today or do you just want me to listen? And from there, I knew how I could support her best during that conversation. But 
and I've talked about this a lot on the show, but I've been in this liminal space with dating for a while. And honestly, I'm really tired, really, really tired in my own life of people telling me what I should do about it. And I know they mean well, and I know they love me, but Honestly, I'm just really, really tired of it. That, you know, like these offhand comments that I have a history of picking bad guys or that I shouldn't t- date this type of guy or blah, blah, what the fuck ever else. Like, right? Like, like as I started to think about this more, I realized that, that just because it didn't work out with a particular guy, it doesn't mean I picked wrong. It, it doesn't mean I picked the wrong person. All the guy was, all he was, was the, the avatar, the, 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 the way the, the thing I needed to heal showed up, right? It wasn't about the person. It was about what the person taught me. And all the person was doing was showing me what I needed to see so that I could heal. And as much as I may have wanted to hold on to them, letting them go was really the best thing I could have done because the person came to show me what I needed to see. And trust me, I saw it, right? I've learned, I've adjusted, I've made changes within myself so I could continue to grow. And and I feel like I'm like, like, I get it, right? Like, I get it now. But maybe this is coming up for you too. Maybe you're tired of people telling you the things that they think you need to hear while you're waiting on whatever it is for you, while you're in your liminal space. Maybe you're tired of consuming others' input when you know deep down that what they are saying isn't true, but because they've accomplished the thing that you want, that they must be right. And that simply just is not true. We did not come into this world where everyone by the age of 20 or or whatever age it is, that we would have this all figured out and then we would all proceed down our paths. I mean, think about how boring that would be, right? We're all here on different timelines to achieve different goals, learn different things, accomplish different things and do different things. There is no formula, quote formula to follow. So you quote, get it right, right? That's not the way this works. And if we can step away from thinking those thoughts and realizing that, Okay, I can listen to you and I can hear what you're saying, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be the right way for me, right? It doesn't mean it's going to be right for me. And it also doesn't mean that that there that I've done anything wrong, right? And we can take the pressure off ourselves and stop beating ourselves up about it. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago, and he, one of my really good friends when I used to work, we, we used to work together when we were consulting, and he was talking about his younger brother and how frustrated he was with his brother. And his brother's 28, and my friend, I don't know, maybe like 33 or so, somewhere in there. And he was, you know, talking about how he didn't think his brother was doing anything. He just wasn't like doing the things that he thought he should do in his life. And his brother was 28. And he said, when I was 28, I was married and I had two kids. And he's just, you know, he's just working this job and he's not doing, you know, the things that he should be doing. And I was like, why, why does he have to do the things that you did? Why, why is that the requirement of life? Is that the requirement at age 28? He comes in, gets married, has two kids and moves on. I mean, if that's the formula, I'm certainly not following it. So does that make me wrong? And he kind of looked at me and he was like, you know, I could tell it like really registered with him. And he was like, you know, you're right. I was like, I was like, does your brother have a job? Yes. Does your brother pay his bills on time? Yes. Okay. He's 28. I mean, he's way ahead of like most people, you know, that age. So what's the problem? And he's like, no, you know, you're right. You're right. There actually isn't a problem. And we talked through that a little bit more. And he actually texted me a couple, I don't know, a week or so later after that. And he was like, thanks for giving me that perspective on my brother. He's like, I, I realized that, that, um, that yeah, I was projecting my own shit on him and it has actually nothing to do with him. So as, as we talk through this, trust me, I, I know this isn't easy. I know it is not easy to wait and it can take a little bit to just settle yourself down into this, this liminal space and, and be okay with waiting. So here are some things to consider. I offer these for consideration that make the process of waiting a little bit easier. Okay, so if we can really believe, if we really... 
like in your core, if you can believe and trust that the universe is looking out for you and has your best interest, I think it makes it little e- a little easier to trust in divine timing. And, and trust me, trust me, if anyone is tired of hearing that phrase, it's me. But it, it really is true. I mean, things just don't always unfold on the timeline we think it should. And we just have to be, we have to start being okay with that, right? We have to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable with those types of things. I mean, and here's another thing to consider with, with that, with the timeline. What if other information or data or ideas is, is still going to come into you while you're in this liminal space that gives you another and a better perspective on whatever it is you're going through, right? Like whatever it is you're deciding, whatever it is you're thinking about, what if there's just a little bit more information that you're missing out on and hanging out in that liminal space will let that unfold for you so you can see the bigger picture. Liminal space requires patience. There is absolutely no doubt about it. But if we can learn to accept it for what it is and find just a more peaceful space to operate from, I think that feels so much better than trying to force something that just isn't ready to unfold yet. And I think being in liminal space, being in that waiting space, it's a, it's a great place. It's a great time to become more committed to yourself. right? Being more committed to yourself and what you really want. Maybe take some time to recognize you know, how easy it is for you to fulfill your responsibilities to others, but then take a look at how you're doing that to yourself, right? That level of commitment you give yourself and see if you like what you see, right? And if you don't, this is a great time to reaffirm your commitment with yourself by being aware of what is most important to you and to your journey, because it's going to be different, right? It's different for everybody. And sometimes I think maybe we just need to step away from talking to anyone about any of the things because you know it's not the job of others to solution or even listen to where you are currently. Sometimes it's just up to you. It's just up to you to step back and realize that, hey, yep, there's not a lot of movement going on right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm in this waiting space and I'm going to take advantage of it, right? And instead of fearing it and looking at it as something you did wrong or you're bad or you're late or you should have, you know, whatever, use this time to slow down and help you focus on your own self so that you'll be ready to move on to what's next. And I think when you start to look at liminal space as something other than a form of self-punishment, right? Like this space where we're just, we must sit here and beat ourselves up. We can relax a little bit about it and it gives us a different perspective and it, it, it helps to stop questioning it like and to stop rushing into the next thing just to for, just for the sake of having something. Right. And I think it can help you see why why certain things didn't, didn't happen and that really you are you are right on time and everything's just fine. So as you move forward this week or or next week or or the next time you find yourself stuck in in this liminal space, this waiting space, if you take a new perspective and and really start to look at that, you know, you're not stuck. You're just in a liminal space at the present moment and you will progress. Things will move. This stuck space will not last forever. And you really are in this space for a reason. And there's no there's no reason to fear the future. I mean, in fact, your future will likely end up better because you've taken the time to be in this space. And instead of automatically feeling like it's bad or, or not good enough or wrong or you're late or whatever else that you're here, that, that maybe you start to change those thoughts to something like, no, you know, wait a minute. No, I'm here. This is a good thing. And you can put everybody on notice, everybody that wants to give you their opinion about what you're going through. That according to you, and that's important, right? According to you, coming from me, no, you know what? Everything's just fine. Everything is better than fine. That I'm right on time and good things are going to come to me out of nowhere. All right, so I'm going to wrap up today. So to recap today's show, liminal space or that waiting space between the things you want 
that, that you want to happen can at first it, it feels painful and scary and it can often feel like something you want to avoid like with all of your being right like you just ugh, you just want to get away away from it but if you can step away from that fear of the unknown for a little bit and learn not to question this time and really focus on yourself and recommit to those things that are important to you I think you can start to leave that fear behind and, and find a place of excitement and happiness about the future right like get into this this excited energy rather than this negative energy. What has been done doesn't have to be what's to come. So give yourself some time and space to dream about what you want. And remember that everything is always working out for you. And if you let it, it's going to be even better than you ever expected. And many times it's right on time and out of nowhere. All right, that's it for this week. So I've quoted this show, this Dawes song right on time many times. But as I was thinking about this, I'm telling you this song like replayed in my mind a million times because um, I, I just think it's so true. I think it's so true that we're often right on time, but we won't. We just don't want to believe that because it's not unfolding how we think how we think it should. Okay, intro song "Right on Time" by Dawes. Outro song "Shake It Out" by Florence and the Machine. Okay, this is another really really good song. I felt like for this topic of waiting, because when we're waiting, we often tend to go back and question the past, right? Like have all these regrets about all these things that we've done and or shouldn't have done or blah, blah, whatever. And the song, this is one of my favorite songs by her. And it opens up regrets collect like old friends here to relive your darkest moments. I can see no way. I can see no way. All the ghouls come out to play. And then she talks about it's always darkest before the dawn. I've been a fool and I've been blind. I can never leave the past behind. And about I'm always dragging that horse around, right? Like I'm always dragging that shit around with me, that regret, the pain, the whatever it is. And tonight I'm going to bury that horse in the ground. And it's always darkest before the dawn and shake it out. I mean, this is one of those songs that's really good to just crank it up and just dance it out and be like, fuck it, man, you know? <laughs> All right, so that's it for this week on our topic of liminal space. And I would love to know your thoughts on this and how you felt when you're in waiting spaces in your life and, and what that looks like for you. So email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. Visit my website, sloanfremont.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, sloanfremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it in iTunes so more people can find me. Abracadabra, now go forth and create what you speak. It's all-